And I have never met an entire, um, what, let me see, it's the Manilians, the X generation, the Y generation, the Zen generation, and now we have the AABB generation. I'm telling you, they're all, all they do is operate off of emotions. I'm yeah. not getting any cognitive input here. Like when I say, well, what do you think about that? Well, I feel is the response. No, I didn't ask you about how you felt. I asked you, what did you think about that? Yeah. No one thinks yes. anymore. Everything is based off of their emotions. And we That's know right. data, data, data. So it's not me. It's not Dr. Wilson saying this. It's what researchers have done. And they say, just like the coach says, when you're hungry, do not go grocery shopping because you will buy stuff and never buy the good food that you need for your diet. Impulse. There you go. It's an impulse. It, there you go. And it's the same thing with this emotion stuff. You, you, yes. you can't reason I, I, with I'm... that. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we are speaking with Dr. Sweets Wilson. She is the CEO of Inspire Me LLC. Also, her website, imeministries.com. She is licensed in five different areas and with that being said, Dr. Sweets, could you please introduce yourself? Give us a little more background about who you are and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Hi, everyone. I hope everyone is having a wonderful evening. It's evening time here where we are. And so, um, yes, my name is Dr. Wilson, and I'm a professional faith-based therapist. I also do transformational coaching where we offer mentorship to develop strategic leaders of the future, um, an entrepreneurship development to achieve physical stability. And we just recently add this one, M-O-V-E, Men of Valor Emerge. And that's a support group for men because I'm hearing a lot from the men that there's nothing out there. Everything I do is for the ladies. So here you go, men, you have the support group. I like to help people illuminate underestimated strengths. And together we will identify the self-limiting roadblocks. Cause you know, in life, we all have these roadblocks. We have these hurdles and barriers, you know, and sometimes we fall prey to it and we don't rise up and overcome it. You know, it overcomes us. And then we sit back and we say like the dream deferred or I shoulda, coulda, woulda. So we're here to help you with that, okay? We can assist you in learning from your crisis remove the blocks to success, gain self-mastery, and direct the life that you and God wants it to be. 
that's in a little nutshell. <laughs> well, with with all of that experience, it would take a book to explain everything. So we're here to scratch the surface and get to the bottom of basically who you are and what got you started into all of this. You know, um, high school. Yeah, it's funny. It, it, I really have to laugh. You know how they say your steps are ordered? I, I didn't think so because I was grown, you know, and I, I, I knew what was best for me. But anyway, I took this exam in high school and it was just like a career kind of, you know, to know what you were going to major in in college because I didn't know. And it stated that I was good at like sociology, physiology, psychology, all the ologies, right? But I said, no, that's not impressive. No, I, I can't do that. <laughs> I did math. I went in as a math major. And my junior oh. year, I realized, I said, okay, you proved your point. You can do this. Okay, you have the headspace for this. But do you really want to do this for the rest of your life? And I said, no. But anyway, so we graduate. And our first job was in human, a human service job. I was um, a social worker, a case manager, clinical case manager. And I realized that I truly, truly enjoy helping people. Okay. Um, it taught me to look at people differently. Everyone doesn't come from the same frame of reference that you and I come from, right? Everyone doesn't have that is so exposure, true. right? But everyone still deserves a second chance. Still someone near to, to be the wing, the wind underneath their wings to tell them you can do this or try. You can't blame yourself at least if you try. You just might be successful. And so, yeah. I found out that um, I was successful in my caseload because I really listened to what the people said they wanted versus what the agency said they needed. Now, of course, I said to them, I'm here because this is what the agency say you needed. Do you need this? And they will go, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so we're going to do that to satisfy the agency. But I also want you to tell me, what do you want? I'm the wish list. What do you really want? And we incorporated that into what the agency wanted to achieve the goal. So everybody is satisfied. The client is happy and the agency is happy and all benchmarks were made. But I started to realize that um, then I got into different areas like the mental health, you know, the, the statistical piece of it, um, the financial piece of it. And it was like mind boggling. I was like, wow, you know, but here's a testimony. I worked for over 30 years for someone with all my credentials and licensing, doing workshops, doing all this stuff, but too afraid to leap out on my own, you know, because at least with the job, you guarantee sick time, you're guaranteed vacation. And please yeah. don't let it be a holiday. I'm going to get paid and don't have to go to work. Okay. And so I that's comfort. Huh? Huh? That's comfort. Yes. Yes. That is comfort. Yes. yes. And it was stability. But I was scared because I kept mumbling yes. like, I can do better than this. These people ain't teaching me nothing. And then when it came for the review time, they want to give me 25 cents for a raise. After all the money I made for you, you can only give not even a dollar? 
I said, I'm only work 20, you know, so little things start to kind of hit you in the face and you say, well, if you work 25 cents then you work 25 cents, if you think you're worth a dollar, then you go out there and you prove it. I prayed about it. I fast about it. I thought I heard the voice. I try to act like I didn't hear the voice. So one day it was just resonating in my ears. How do you say you love me and you won't trust me? That was it. I had to give it up. That's interesting. Yeah. How do you say you love me and you don't trust me? Because if I say that I love the Lord, he only does good things. You know, he only, you only get bad things when you do bad things and you get chastised, but it's in love, right? You're to learn from it. So if he's saying, sweet, take this leap, I need to trust him that he's not going to let me fall. Okay. And then I had to ask, who am I doing the leap for? If I'm doing it for him, for him to get the glory, I don't have to worry about anything. But if I'm doing it for me, oh, that's where the fear came in. So. I hope that's helpful to someone because, you know, there's a lot of us out there, like, just give it a try. And if you believe in anything, you know, hold on to that faith because it's that faith that's going to carry you through. Yeah. Uh, You know, and passion with that faith, that's a, that's a overwhelming blinking light saying, do something about it. And sometimes when you don't do it, it can really hurt you in many different ways in the long term with your social thinking about who you are, what your status in is in our society. Mm -hmm. And we're a very social creature. And to be on the outskirts thinking that we're not worthy of being within the crowd when it should actually be the other way around. Let the crowd chase you and and be a guiding light, a beacon of hope to people. And when, when encouraging others, I don't like to preach. I, I like to teach. And there's a big difference. Even though uh, I used my faith in many, many ways to interact with people it's a barrier in many ways if you use your faith in the wrong way mm-hmm. so to go out there and insult people and tell them you're not doing things properly that that really doesn't work all the time you have to kind no no, of no that season has show passed. them no 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 that season has passed in, in way back in the early 1900s it was good Remember, the country was in a different state of mind. People were in a different state of mind. There was a lot of migration and trans- and people traveling to different parts looking for a better, brighter future. Okay, but this is the 21st yes. century. Okay, and yes. so what worked in the 19th and 20th century, brother, it's not working in the 21st century. It's, I'm a living witness to tell you. None obvious, of it isn't is it? Is working. That's right. Yeah. When. When we went full-fledged cyber, okay, COVID shut everything down. It had everybody re-evaluating their life, their purpose, yes. their mission, even their faith. Everything got re-evaluated, okay? And it, it, it helped you 
for us who were born in a different time, say maybe in the 20th century, you know, we remember a time with certain things where you used to play jacks. This, this was good for hand coordination, you know, yes. um, jump double dutch outside. That means that would require you going outside <laughs> getting right. some fresh air. Yeah. That would require you yeah. having some social skills to talk to some, some girls, to have some friends right. to jump rope with. Okay. All that kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, and we didn't realize that this was like preparing us for the future. So when, when we go to, you go to school and all of that, you have the acclimation and the socialization and, and the teenage years and all of that. Okay. So now we're working and we're trying to be grown ups, pay our own bills. And then we go back to our parents and we tell them how grateful we are because we never realized that you work all this money, but you don't get to keep it. The government helps themselves to 40%. And they say, this is what you need to live That's on. That's right. Then the church comes That's in right. and they talk about, okay, now we got to do 10%. So now we're down to 50%. Then the rent, the food, the you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, when I lived at home, I didn't have to worry about that. The fridge was always full. You know, I even made my That's own right. groceries, okay? <laughs> but now, now I'm looking for coupons, Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's back, right. You yeah. go back to the parents and yeah. you talk about how grateful you are, and you really understand yes. the sacrifices that they made for you. But yeah, that's the journey of life. Growing up, growing up is humbling. It's yes, even with even if it wasn't a good one, because that's right. As children, yes, we were subjected to some horrible stuff. But guess what? When I came of age, when I became 21, the government said, I don't have to listen, live there. I could do whatever I want. I had to create, how about this? I had the power for my destiny. Okay. So the Bible says when he came unto himself, this is what happens supposedly at 21. Now with all this power, now you sit and you say, so what am I going to do with myself? Oh, how do I do this? Okay, now the journey begins. Because even if it was horrible, you still have a chance to make it what you want it to be. But that might require you changing your perception, your thoughts on some things. Because if you came from negativity, then all you're going to know is negativity. So you might need some coaching That's or right. some mentoring or some training on how to release let go, process that negativity, and then substitute it with something positive, something that's going to bear fruit, that's going to make you the beacon of light where you go, okay? And yes, when yes. you tell people what you came from and where you are now and where you're going, that offers hope. You know, it, it offers hope yeah, to that's... people because it's like, we'll hang in there if we have hope. That that offers lasting change, also. Yes. You know, when when we when we learn not to limit ourselves and don't let others limit who you are, mm -hmm. because a lot of the times our association with others is what we are, and learning to change that to be a positive force. It's a very tough road. Uh, that change was so hard for me because, you know, I came from a background 
It wasn't good in many, many ways. But in many ways, I cherish every moment that I was raised in. There was many times I enjoyed myself and I understood, well, these joys that I'm experiencing as a child, they might not be the right experiences for a child mm -hmm. and that's not always easy for a child to decipher in their own mind so growing out of that and becoming who you are and who you really want to be it's a struggle you know i'm you know, still it, doing it it's, it's it's a struggle here we go when you don't have purpose okay and that's something that we do at inspire me you know, we ask the question, what is your purpose? Okay. And then we ask you to let us help you find your passion, become self-aware, improve relationships and with other people and self. Because, you know, all right. So we're in the age now of technology. Everybody. I'm really surprised if somebody tell me they don't have a cell phone of some sort. I don't care if it's an iPhone <laughs> or an Android That's or right. a flip phone. You have a phone. Yeah. Because that is where all the information is. And it's interesting because I hear my colleagues, you know, they, they start to mumble. They say, I can't believe they sent me an e-card. No one sends a card in the mail anymore. And I was nicely say, I said, well, you know, they didn't have to go to the store and buy it and they didn't have to pay for postage. But they thought of you. They created an e-card. And it, it's, the, it's the transition from what we used to know to a new, a new, something new, you know? I mean, yeah. the e-cards are pretty. Come on, let's be yeah. honest. How many cards are you going to get? And then what do you do with it? You eventually throw it away if you don't recycle it, make it into another card or do something with it. If not, it goes in the garbage, right? Or you stockpile it and then it becomes what? Clutter. But an e-card, you can yeah. read it. It sings to you and you can play it as many times. You can save it on your digital platform. Okay, and it doesn't take up any space in the home, you know, but it's it's I've it's got to me. get into that. <laughs> it's, 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 me, it's me really embracing and helping my colleagues embrace the technology, because this is what I say to them. We were trained for the life that we live now. What they have in front of them is for their life, for the future. We may or may not be there, but they yeah. will be. That this is what what yeah. we see now with all of this AI and the you know everything you know virtual platforms and all of that that is the next generation's future. So we have to help prepare them for it. So then now they know how to navigate that. Yeah, because that that is a scary situation we find ourselves creeping into, and we have been for several years, but. The technology is outpacing the understanding, and that can be dangerous. So from the old world, we've taken things kind of slow, and now we're getting into this uh, fast-paced world. And it's, it's like Second Timothy uh, 3 you know, one through five, that, that tells you the world that we are living in. And it's, it's interesting that many people don't slow their mind downs 
to understand the world we live in. And th this is why I found fascinating the DBT uh, that you work with people about, because I, I, I read kind of through that, and this is actually what helps change people. The, this this technique, and I'm going to look deeper into this because it's the first time I've actually heard of DBT. Uh, I've heard of the CBT, you know, but what you're doing here, could you outline what this is for people and how how it works to help baby step you into change? Um. Well, DBT is called Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, and it's a type of talk therapy. It is based on cognitive behavioral therapy, so some of it comes from CBT, but what DBT does, that, and here's just keep, now, I mean, I don't want to get technical. I mean, I love this stuff, you know, and I, I'll, I'll talk like everybody knows what I'm talking about. So you got you to rein me in sometimes. So here we go. DBT is like this they break everything down in steps. Step one, step two, step three, step four. They make the cognitive goal very workable. In other words, it's the implementation of a goal in steps. So here's an example. If someone was to ask you, how do you brush your teeth? There you go, you're walking through the steps. Oh, well, now you go into the bathroom, you turn on the light. Do you turn the water on first or do you get the toothbrush first? Do you wet the toothbrush with the water or do you get the toothbrush, put the toothpaste on it and do you wet the toothpaste or do you just use the dry toothpaste on the brush? Now, when you brush the teeth, do you stand in front of the mirror and you brush up and down sideways or do you go in open mouth and brush the back molars first? I mean, look at the steps. So if someone doesn't know how to brush their teeth, this is how DBT comes into effect, step by step. It's usually used for children with behavioral problems. It is very much widely used for the autistic community, okay? And anyone with a disability or is in a rehabilitative situation because you're relearning something, okay? And the step-by-step, helps you, especially if you have short-term memory. So if you have a step-by-step, -step, something written somewhere, then you'll always have the favorable outcome because you follow each step until it becomes what? A routine or you memorize it, okay? That's why we know how to brush our teeth because as a little kid, we did it. And when we didn't do it right, somebody would help us, right? Now we've, we've done it so much, we could do it with, matter of fact, we don't even have to put the light on in the bathroom anymore. We know where everything is and what to do because it's become routine, right? And yep. that's what DBT does. It takes complex goals and objectives. It makes it simple for, for implementation and it just gives you the steps. How's that? Wonderful. You know, that, that, really helps when people break something down for you because when you're handed a box of parts and say here put this together believe me it's tough 
Mm-hmm. Done it many times, mm-hmm. but the, it's the same concept. You you have to be able to recognize the parts where they go. Yes. Before you can even start to understand mm-hmm. how to put something together. Mm-hmm. So recognizing that you need help is not a weakness. And reaching out to people that actually care enough to help you recognize the steps without insult. This is a very uh, interesting thing that we have going on in our society today because mental health has a stigma. And we really have to burn that stigma away from how we think. We have to be able to ask for help without fear of rejection or harm or retaliation there's so many people in the mainstream that don't slow down enough to think about the person they're helping how how do you intake your people and what is the process of onboarding somebody that actually needs help uh well one of the the steps is that we ask that you, they can contact us through our website. Um, I don't know if you guys list the website or do you want me to yes. tell them what the website is? Go ahead and tell them. It's www.imeministries.com is one word. So they can Google us and then, and then, you know, and they'll see all the available staff. I mean, we have staff with different diverse talents. Okay. So in case they don't want what I'm offering, we have other staff that can offer some things. Um, or they can email me at Dr. Wilson at imeministries.com. Okay. Or the good old phone call, like back in the day, 860 469 2184. But if I may take the opportunity to address the weakness. Okay. Society, and this is where we get this message from. Society has told all of us, has brainwashed us to think that if you ask for help, you're weak. Well, no one is born strong and no one is born knowing it all. So if I ask for help, I'm weak? No. That's why a lot of people suffer in silence because they're afraid to ask for help because they don't want to be perceived as weak. You know, when I deal with couples with relationships, okay, or the adolescents when they're getting ready to do the dating thing, oh my gosh. When I tell you, a lot of it is just really, really basic. You know what it is? Just plain old communication. We don't know how to communicate yes. with one another. We're afraid to show vulnerability. We're afraid to be transparent because there's no safe environment for that. Okay? We don't create a safe space for people that even if they felt like they were going to be weak, that they were going to be in a safe space to get stronger. Okay? Because after weakness yeah. comes what? Strength. You got to get stronger. You can't get weaker. You're going to get right. stronger. But if you already feel self-defeated, it makes my job a little harder. You know? Yeah. And, and it's letting go of those shackles and those bondages, ideas of weakness and, and rejection. And because it's something that, we, that you're going to feel one way or another. But it's how you treat it and you perceive it. 
Okay. When we deal with emotional intelligence, okay, and this is the new wave of the 21st century, I'm telling you, Ed, I have never met an entire, um, what, let me see, it's the Manilians, the X generation, the Y generation, the Zen generation, and now we have the AABB generation. I'm telling you, they're all, all they do is operate off of emotions. I'm yeah. not getting any cognitive input here. Like when I say, well, what do you think about that? Well, I feel is the response. No, I didn't ask you about how you felt. I asked you, what did you think about that? Yeah. No one thinks yes. anymore. Everything is based off of their emotions. And we That's know right. data, data, data. So it's not me. It's not Dr. Wilson saying this. It's what researchers have done. And they say, just like the coach says, when you're hungry, do not go grocery shopping. Because you will buy stuff and never buy the good food that you need for your diet. Impulse. There you go. It's an impulse. It, there you go. And it's the same thing with this emotion stuff. You, you, yes. you can't reason I, I, I'm, with that. I'm so glad you brought that emotional intelligence up. I, I was just thinking about it before we got on together. You know, how how lost we are in this sea of emotion. And not being able to put it away to actually talk and that communication that you spoke of earlier, that is, uh, that's the key for everything. Mm -hmm. And that has helped me bring myself out of a lot of disparity. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to do assisted suicide at one time because of not only my physical pain, but my emotional pain, because I did, I struggled with so much and I could not understand the emotional intelligence value that needed to be applied to my life, That's put right. order and stature into what I think and be solid with it. Yes. This is good emotional intelligence. And I don't have to argue with people. That's right. Arguing is not good for you. No. So it's their perspective. A... No, it's their perspective. And see, guess what? That's right. Let me tell you how the power that we have. Anyone who claims to be a faith believer, this is the conversation for faith believers only. If you say that you have a faith and you believe in a higher deity, whether you call him Allah, uh, Jehovah, God, um, the higher power, you name it. It's something greater than yourself, okay? If you believe in that, what does it say is the fundamental? We're to pray. I can't yes. do nothing for you, but I can pray for you. And yes. ask the higher power or God Almighty to shed some grace upon you, to help you, yes. to hear your prayers, to sustain you, to protect you, to cover you until you come into your senses. Now, the Bible that I read says that the prayers of the righteous will not avail much. So therefore, okay, if I am honest and I'm sincere to God about praying for someone, whether it's my enemy or not, he'll honor it. He will honor right. it because it's his child as well. Yes. You that, know, that, that, that's so the many people that we keep missing. That. Huh? That's right. 
people forget that. That's yeah. right. That's the part we're, we're missing. We're all God's creatures. We just look different, and, and, but we're all right. his creatures. That, that's the most powerful thing we've said in this whole conversation right there. We, you know, uh, a long time I did a podcast titled Skittles. But, you know, Skittles are so many different colors. To myself, inside, they all taste the same. But we're you all unique what? in shape right. and color. And yeah. I think because of the colors, <laughs> we tell ourselves that we're tasting a different flavor. But it's the same thing. That's right. Wow. That's right. What an illusion. That's good. I yeah, like that. That's right. That's good. I'm going to use that one. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. And, and you know, once we get that, mm -hmm. it can help transpire the rest of the world into something positive. Because there's a lot of people that don't get it. And, and I, I do, I pray for those people often uh -huh. and I, I really lament because they, they are hurting. So the power of prayer and it's personal prayer. I don't mean going out and, uh, making a show out of it, but that personal intimate prayer that nobody knows about, that's the powerful type of prayer. Mm -hmm. And when we get that, we can move mountains. That's right. And I've witnessed it. So mm -hmm. our time is coming to a close. Is there any call to action you want to instill upon our listeners? Well, we do have some openings in our transformational coaching program, in our mentorship program, and our uh, entrepreneurship development program. We also, again, I have to mention the MOVE, the Men of Valor um, Emerge, Men of Valor Emerge um, support group. So if reach out to me if you're interested in anything, or if you just want counseling, you know, if you just want a different perspective, touch bases with us. See what, you know, if we can't do anything, we have plenty of referrals. We have resources that run like tree trunks, okay? So just reach out, touch base, and um, and see what we're about. Now, do you have plans to do multimedia like podcasts, YouTube, things like that? I would love to, um, but we're looking to hire someone in case somebody out there wants to apply for the job um, to help us with that because that's not my forte. What I do is what I do. I stay in my lane. Now, I need them tech people, them young people who into that stuff, all that social <laughs> media stuff. I mean, they'll look at something yeah. and say, oh, no, you forgot to do this. And I would be looking at it all yeah. day and don't even realize it. So, yeah, you know, um, we're looking to hire someone that, um, that does like the digital marketing kind of thing or um, branding, you know, or even write programs, okay? Because, you know, the new, the, okay, oh, here we go. Remember the new program back in the day was Adobe? Yes. Remember that? Guess what it is now? Yes. They kicked it up a notch. It's called Python. Uh-oh. That's another oh, discussion Python. for another podcast, why they had to name it a snake. But it's called Python. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that computer age, it's, it's a mysterious age. I've been having some uh, tremendous conversations about what the digital age is actually bringing forth in our world and how we have to be prepared. 
and there's a lot of uh, things we have to be aware of in our world. Don't be an ostrich. Keep on top of what is around you. I want to yeah. say thank you so much, Dr. Sweets, for, thank you for joining me. I us. It. Yeah, it, it's been a fantastic journey with you, and I hope many good things for you. And we need to get hooked back up and do another podcast together. Reach out anytime. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Take care. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.